This is Gene Lance on the Workers Beat Extra. I want to tell you a story. This is a story that everybody in the world knows, except the people in the United States. And it's kind of funny because the story takes place in the United States. Here's what happened in the story. There were a couple of Texans named Lucy Parsons and Albert Parsons. They got married around the Waco area during Reconstruction, right after the Civil War. Albert's brother was a state senator. And so they were activists in Texas during Reconstruction. But, as you know, in, in 1872 or so, the Democrats took over the Capitol building by force of arms and ended Reconstruction in Texas a full four years before Reconstruction ended in the rest of the country. Albert and Lucy had a little problem at that point because Lucy was African-American and Albert was white. Things were hot when the Democrats took over in Texas in 1872. So they got out. They went to Chicago. Albert was a typographer. In other words, he did the typing for newspapers, printing business. Lucy was a seamstress. So in Chicago, Albert organized people in the printing trades, and Lucy organized people in the needle trades. And they were both pretty good activists, and they rose to be very influential, especially Albert, as a speaker and orator, for the biggest problem that they had, that working people had at that time. And the biggest problem was long hours. People were still working 12-hour days. And they were trying to get the eight-hour day. And there, were, there became to be a worldwide movement for the eight-hour day. And it was centered to a large extent in Chicago, where Albert and Lucy were. Of course, they weren't the only spokespersons. There were, there were a number of others. This was a long time before the radical parties that we know today existed. They had something called the Knights of Labor, and they were members of that, and it was, it was pretty effective. The Knights of Labor really took off because of a big strike that started here in Texas on the railroad, and that was in 1885. But in 1886, the big issue was the eight-hour day, and they decided to have strikes and days of celebration and actions all over the world, and they did. They even had some in Texas, but they were all over the world. And in, in Chicago, they got 10 or 20,000 people to march down Michigan Avenue with them, so it was, it was pretty frightening for the employers who did not want the eight-hour day. On May the 2nd, 1886, the police attacked some of the strikers at the McCormick Works, where they used to make reapers. You know, McCormick, Cyrus McCormick invented the reaper, and they used to make farm equipment there in Chicago at the McCormick's work. Well, the police shot and killed a couple of the strikers on May the 2nd. So the activists in Chicago decided to have a protest, 
a rally, and they decided to do that on May the 4th, 1886, in an open area where they used to sell hay, and it was called the hay market. They pulled a wagon up so people could stand on the wagon and orate, and they had a big peaceful rally. Started during daylight hours. The mayor was there. There were hundreds of policemen because the police chief had already uh, made statements that he wanted to see all these guys dead. But the mayor was there and everything was quiet and peaceful. The only problem was that some of the orators just went on and on. Albert and Lucy had already spoken at the Haymarket uh, rally. And they left, and it was dinner time, so they took their kids and went to a restaurant a few miles away. Most of the other speakers had already drifted off, and only a couple of hundred people were left. The problem was that there were still a couple of hundred policemen, and the mayor left, so nobody was watching them. Policemen attacked. And when they attacked, they attacked just at a time when this one guy was, was speaking, and he was saying, we must resist, we must resist no matter what. Well, people resisted, and one of them threw a bomb. We assume it was one of the people from the peaceful uh, rally, but we don't really know. It may, have been the, it may have come from the police side. But the bomb blew up, and at least one policeman was killed, and I think another seven were killed, mostly by friendly gunfire. So there was a lot of shooting. A lot of people died. We don't even know how many people from the rally died, but we know there were a number of policemen. So they decided to try the murderers, or what they called them. Albert took off running because he, he figured they would be after him. And sure enough, they were. A day or two later, Albert came back and turned himself in. He said, I just want to get this all straightened out. But it didn't do him any good. He soon found himself on trial for murder, along with seven other guys. Of the eight people who were charged with murder, six of them were not even there. Their great crime was speaking out for working people, speaking for the eight-hour day. Eventually, I think one guy got, got off some way, two guys went to prison, five guys were sentenced to death. One of them, his name was Ling, got his head blown off while he was in jail. The last four were hanged. Lucy Parsons went to the jail with her children to try to see Albert one last time. She was stripped of her clothing and thrown into jail, into a jail cell. And that's where she was when Albert said his last words. His last words were something to the effect, let the people's voice be heard, let the people's voice be heard, and then they hanged him. What a fuss there was around the world because these men, the four that were hanged, are called the Haymarket Martyrs. They, everybody knows they didn't kill the policeman. There was no evidence that they had killed the policeman. They were hanged for being leaders of the labor movement. They were hanged for speaking out 
for working families. A few years later, there was a national, uh, international meeting in Paris, France. And in Paris, France, they took note of the Haymarket Martyrs and they said that we must declare May the 1st International Workers' Day everywhere in the world. And if you saw them anywhere in the world, in whatever language they speak, in whatever songs that they're singing, and you ask them, what are you celebrating? They will say Chicago, 1886. Everybody in the world knows that, except in the United States, and I'll tell you why. After these four men were killed, the repression in the United States against the workers' movement was so bad and so horrible that nobody wanted to remember May the 1st. And that's the legacy that we have had since 1886. We got new leadership in the American Federation of Labor, CIO, AFL-CIO, and they're celebrating May the 1st now. And so we are going to celebrate it in Dallas. We'd like you to join us at Everglade Park at 11 o'clock on May the 1st. Everglade Park is at 5100 North Jim Miller Road. Hope to see you there. This is Gene Lance on the Workers Beat Extra. Mm -hmm.